All right, good morning, everybody. This is Chris Crone, and welcome to today's Limitless Tribe Call. And, uh, I, you know, this is, a, this is a call that I'm very excited about. Um, some of you know I've been on the other side of the world in Africa for the last two weeks and spent the weekend uh, kind of getting back on Utah time. Been uh, pretty successful with that, although I think I'm probably going to take a nap this afternoon. And uh, we, we had a really amazing experience. And so I, I want to thank you for being on the call. And uh, before we get started, we're going to, we're going to go to some announcements. Um, we've got a couple of exciting things happen. Let me go ahead and get our line muted here. So we had an, uh, we had an amazing time in Africa. Uh, it, was, it was really, I, I was going mostly for an opportunity to have my perception altered and changed. And tell you what, I definitely got what I was looking for. And uh, it was a magical time. I'll tell you more about it. Um, we do have Limitless coming up this next week, uh, our three-day event. Really excited about it. And uh, this Limitless is going to be a little different. Many of you know that uh, we're actually doing a special promotion, doing a test. And uh, if you uh, want to actually staff at Limitless and you bring guests, then we're actually going to be giving you a thank you check of $50 per guest that comes while you happen to be there staffing. Now, if you're not going to be there but you send guests anyway, um, we know that you're doing that because you want them to have a life-changing experience and we're not going to disappoint. And uh, certainly if they move forward on any of our programs, we, we still send you those same thank you checks in the mail. And so I'm, I'm excited about this Limitless next week. Um, it is going to be a different event. Uh, we've, uh, we've designed a couple of new processes. We're inviting some new people to the stage. And uh, we're going to be mixing up the dynamic um, of how we're going to run that event. And I, I'm really excited about it. I feel like we're, we're finding such a great groove to continue upgrading our events. And uh, I think next week is going to be no exception. I'm, I'm expecting some magical things to happen. And in fact, that's kind of part of the reason for today's call. And some of the things that I want to talk about is, is um, you know, honestly, I, I went to Africa thinking I've got money all figured out. And I came back feeling like I got a great upgrade on my own abundance mindset, on really what abundance is. And that's the conversation that we're going to be having. Um, we do have a couple of other really great events coming up. Be sure to check the calendar and be checking the Facebook page to see the exciting things that are happening. Um, we've got a special Limitless Health Intensive, a two-day event that's going to be coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. And that's going to be a kickoff to doing a 60-day Limitless Weight Loss Challenge and uh, for people to lose those pounds, those LBs, those limiting beliefs. And um, we're, we're, I'm, I'm just excited about all the fun that are happening. What I want to do, though, is I want to I jump into today's call and I want to share some ideas with you that um, have, have been pretty impactful for me. And I just want to back this up for a little bit and just ask you this question. What is wealth? What is it to be wealthy? Who are wealthy people? How do we really define wealth? And there's a difference between limitless wealth and limitless money. And a lot of people equate wealth to money. And um, to really step into abundance really goes so far beyond what money is. And, and that's really the conversation that I want to have today. Um, it's this idea that, you know, imagine, um, I, I asked you on the Facebook page this morning to go ahead and actually put down um, 
Oh, oh good. Stephen Miller's joining us today. How are you doing, Stephen? Fantastic. How are you? Welcome back, brother. Oh, thank you. Hey, you, you got you things set I'm up here? I'm on there. I'm in my office. Oh, okay. I don't know whose office this is, then. I'm sitting in somebody's. Um, but, Stephen, I'm gonna, I want to bring some people on the line, so I'd love to have your help. If you can get your laptop in here, it'd be, it'd be great. All right, so let's jump on this and kind of talk about this conversation about what wealth is. And if you have your pen and paper, like I asked you on the Facebook page, um, I want you to write a continuum spectrum. On the left side, I want you to write the word broken, and on the right side, I want you to write the word wealthy. And when you take a look at this, this broken versus wealthy, I want to define wealth in a little bit of a different way today and then share some of the experiences that, that were really impactful for me. Um, and to really do this, I want to ask you some questions on a scale of one to five. Five is wealthy, and one is, I don't say broke, I say broken. And I want to ask you in these, in these, uh, in these categories. The first one is power, wealth in personal power. So when you look at yourself as a human being, when you look at um, how you show up, um, if a five represented, Chris, I've got, I'm wealthy when it comes to my personal power, or one, um, I'm totally anemic and I, and I lack it, then where would you put yourself on a scale of one to five? Five, super wealthy in your personal power. One is, is impotence in your personal power. You're, you're shy or you show up as a doormat or you don't, you don't show up. Okay? On a scale of one through five, the next one is health. There's a, there's wealth, a part of our wealth is our health. So five, meaning you've, you've been taking care of this great stewardship of your body. You've stepped into fantastic health. Your body supports your choices and decisions. You treat your body well, nutritiously. Your body has all of these abilities that, uh, that serve you. And, and on a scale of, of one to five, where would you put yourself? Five being a wealthy body and one being a poor body. Okay, the third one is connection. When it comes to your relationships, we can be super wealthy in our relationships or we can be very broken, right? I mean, am I the type of person where drama keeps happening to me? Um, do I have a lot of villains in my life that I perceive? Do I have a lot of problems in my relationships? Um, am, I, am I fighting a lot? Am I, am I often discontent or unhappy? You know, and then wealthy in your connection would mean that you've got the ability to hold a space of unconditional love and peace for the people that are in your life, strangers, loved ones. Where would you put yourself on a scale of one to five there? Okay, and then I want to talk about wealthy in terms of wealth. I want to talk about it in terms of money. Financially speaking, five meaning uh, that you've cultivated this great financial abundance mindset. It doesn't mean that you're a millionaire, but it means that you have a healthy relationship with money and abundance. And one, being really poor, um, broke in, right? Beyond broke when it comes to your relationship with money, a lot of limiting beliefs. Okay, so give yourself right now a rating, scale of one to five in your personal power, your health, your connections, and your wealth. And I hope you're able to really sit there and give yourself some good feedback on, okay, where, where am I and, and what do I need to work on and what do I really get to look at? And I want to talk about each of these for a little bit. And then I want to talk about what it is to be rich instead of just wealthy. And so as we talk about this, um, the first thing I want to do is we, what is really, what does it really mean to be wealthy? Well, I think that 
if we, our body is serving us in the way we want, if we're standing in our personal power, if we have the resources we need for the choices that we're making, um, if, if we know how to make good on our relationships, I would consider that a very wealthy person. But sometimes when we talk about wealth, we're really talking about it in terms of money. So that's where I want to go. And underneath that, let's make a list of what people want financially. And, you know, it doesn't matter where you travel in the world. I, I personally have it um, cornered to six things. If you were to look at people's vision boards, people you've never met, don't you think we would see some things in common? Stephen, I want to ask you a question. When, 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 when you've made a vision board in the past, what kinds of things make it on your vision board? Oh, you know, really things in all different aspects of my life, you know. So uh, um, my health, you know, I put a picture of myself at my, at my fittest so I can see myself. You know, I know a lot of people have put pictures of their heads on someone else's body. That I'm, Adam Arnold. Get in the chopper. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Uh, so, but I would put pictures of myself at my healthiest uh, so I could see myself, I could visualize myself. Um, putting pictures of my family, my relationships, because I want to improve those. Putting pictures of, of things financially that I want to accomplish. And that's where I want to hone right now. Um, I think there's a huge commonality, Stephen, between what people financially want. Sure. What, when, when you think, and, and I've got it really narrowed to six things, but what kind of things do people put on their vision board specifically when it comes to what they want to manifest with money? Yeah, you put the home, you put the car, you put the travel. Okay, uh, so, that, so I, I want you to make a list of these things because Stephen's hitting the big ones, and, and this was a really big revelation for me when I went to Africa. So what I want you to do on your piece of paper is, is we're going to talk about money, and I, I'm going to have you write one through six, and the first one I want you to write down is home. Number two is vehicle, right? I mean, we care about how we travel or how we get from point A to point B. Number three is travel itself, like, like um, destinations of where I want to go with my family. Number four, write down stuff, right? I mean, there's just, you walk through a home or our personal lives and our lives are filled with stuff. I got my, my cell phone, an MP3 player, and then I've got this, this cool life thing that I bought, right? We, there's this stuff that we want in our life. Number five, cash. You could write security. People love to put up on their vision board having a certain amount of money maybe in savings or paying off debts. And so there's actually part of being rich in people's minds is having a monetary amount of money. And then number six, philanthropy, right? People want to do good things in this world. I, I find that just about everything we financially want goes into one of these six categories, home, vehicle, travel, stuff, cash, philanthropy. And these are the six things that I want to talk about right now because here's the counterfeit. The counterfeit, Stephen, is that um, we think that there's a scale of broken to wealthy. We think there's this scale that if I have more stuff or if I have a nicer home or if I take nicer trips, then that's going to be happier and more fulfilling. And yet, I want to, instead of looking at broken, I want to look at it this way, empty versus full. Hmm. And the question is, what do we really need to be full? You know, you say that, and really what comes to my mind first is this idea of joy in the experience. Um, I know individuals that monetarily, uh, you wouldn't look at them and say, wow, they're wealthy, yet they're wealthier than many, many other people because they've found how to have joy in their experience. Yeah, and, and this is what I want to do with these six things. Take a minute right now and identify with the six things that you want different in your life. For example, home. Right? Do you envision yourself with a home that you're in, or is this a nicer home than you currently have? Right? We always talk about this idea of a dream home. What does that upgrade look like? Okay, the next one on your list, vehicle. What does the upgrade look like vehicle? Like if you had, if money weren't a concern, 
would you be driving anything different than you currently drive? And connect with that right now. Take this moment to really write this down. Number three, travel. Like, what is your once-in-a-lifetime? Is it an overwater bungalow in Fiji that you could spend for two weeks? Is it to visit the Maldives or Bora Bora? Is it to go take a, a Mediterranean cruise and see Europe that way? Um, Travel-wise, what do you want to manifest in travel? Number four, stuff, right? Some of us, you know, maybe you want an airplane. <laughs> maybe you want a new remote control car. Maybe, you know, I don't know what you want. Maybe there's a phone upgrade that you want. Maybe there's an Apple laptop that you want. There's this, this stuff that we really want to get, a new pair of shoes, right? What, what is that next upgrade on stuff that you want? Okay, number five, cash. Is there a certain amount of money that you identify with that you believe would bring you greater peace? Is there um, a certain debt that you'd love to have paid off that would be really meaningful to eliminate? What are your, what are your cash needs. And then the number six is philanthropy. This is the one that often gets just kind of put on the back burner, but, you know, we often have these great philanthropic goals. So philanthropy-wise, what do you want? Is there an orphanage that you would love to support or a school you want to put together? Or, or, you know, maybe here in the States, there's a a charter school for for special needs kids you want to put together. What, What is it that would make an impact in people's lives that you would love to put together? And as you look at these six things, I hope you're taking really good personal inventory on what they are. I want to talk to you about the six things, and I want to describe a little bit of a different mindset. Here's the first one. Let's talk about home. Um, I had a chance to go to the Maasai Mara right outside the Serengeti in um, southwestern Kenya, and I was greeted by these Maasai warriors. Now, these are people today that live a very simple life. Um, When you walk into their homes, they're five or six feet tall. They're made of mud and dung and sticks, and they're very temporary homes. Um, These tiny little homes, you know, maybe a typical small home office is what the entire family will sleep in. They'll have a small room for the cow so they can milk it in the morning to get some immediate um, hydration. Um, And they live in these really simple homes. Their way of life, um, you know, for them, the cow is is sacred. At one point in their history, they felt like God gave ownership of all cows to them. And so cows are not just their currency, but cows is also, um, it's also their food source. So there's three primary things that the Maasai traditionally eat. And it's blood of the cow, milk of the cow, and meat of the cow. And they don't do vegetables, and they don't do fruits, and they don't really have carbs. It's just these same three foods. So they have this very simple life. What was fascinating to me was visiting them and just feeling the pride in their culture and the contentment of their home. There wasn't a desire for um, a bigger one. There wasn't a need to, hey, what if, we, what if we put two mud huts together and then we have a bigger mud hut? In other words, their concept of sufficient for their needs is very simple and they're all living at it. And for just a moment, tap into the energy of the acceptance and gratitude that I experienced there. Imagine what it would be like if everything that you have by way of home was already completely sufficient for your needs. Now, I get it. That doesn't mean you can't manifest a nicer one. It doesn't mean that there's even something wrong with that. But I think too often we do get stuck in this interesting attitude where we're always focused on the next upgrade and we're always focused on the next. But here's the reality. All human beings on the planet, we want six things. And, we're, and we already have these six things. 
And the people in Africa, they have it and they're content with what they have. They're happy with what they got. They have home. And trust me, it's a very different concept of, of home than, than what you come home to. Um, even to the point where even Section 8 housing or even what, what we would consider impoverished people in our country, uh, you know, truly have a more than adequate concept of what a home is. And so number two, vehicle. Um, I, I was talking with a friend that I made there named Dominique. And uh, this, this beautiful Kenyan man, um, you know, he got up in front of his congregation and he said that through living in these conscious creator principles and life vision, what he's done with Ann Webb, he got up in front of the audience, he said, in the last two years, I went from using my feet for transportation to having a car. You would not believe the ovation from the people in that hall. That was such a big deal. They were so happy. And then I shared with them, you know, he asked me what I drove. And, and in his, um, you know, the BMW i8 that I drive in, in his country would be worth about 16 million shillings before import fees and taxes, probably closer to 22 or 23 million. The car that I drive is more money than a Kenyan will make in their entire life, in, in literally lifetimes. And, and that's just speaking to the vehicle. And yet here's the fascinating thing. I may sit in this beautiful German engineering, engineered prime leather, fast, fun vehicle, um, and yet in Kenya, most of people walk to where they want to go. You're, you're considered really blessed if you have maybe a moped, super rare and blessed if you actually have a vehicle, a car. And yet, the fascinating thing is this thing that we all want, Stephen, we all have. We all have some concept of transportation right now that's working for us. And again, we can get into a mindset of discontentment that says, man, I'll be happy when. And the idea is that when I get my vision on my vision board and when I learn to use the skills of manifesting and I step into that nicer vehicle that I want, then I'm going to feel happier or more content or more accomplished. But here's the reality. Whatever you're driving, even if it's your feet, you already got it. And what I experienced in Kenya was this really beautiful acceptance um, of what they had. And I know for a fact that acceptance is a really important step in actually manifesting the next upgrade. I want to see if you pick up on the, on the pattern here. The third thing we all my friend Dominique gets up in front of the crowd and he tells people that he got in a plane and traveled to the nearby country of Uganda, probably an hour-long flight. And again, this crazy ovation because many Kenyans will never step foot on a plane. And when I asked Dominique, I said, what's one of your goals? He says, well, my daughter's 10. And what I want to do is I want to buy her a plane ticket just to, just to go on a 30-minute ride. I said, well, where are you going to go? He said, it doesn't matter. I said, why? Because the plane is the experience. And it was beautiful for me to think of you know, I think of some of the places I've been able to travel in the world, even just traveling to Africa, right? It was like a getting home, I think, was like a 36-hour experience from door to door to go to the other side of the world like that. And yet, every person on this planet has the ability to travel, whether you're traveling to grandma's house like Red Riding Hood, whether you're, whether you're going to travel to a village away, um, or whether you're going to cross country border by bike, or whether you're flying to the other side of the world. The reality is we all want travel, but we all have it. And do we have the ability to actually step into this, into this true acceptance for the travel that we have today? You know, for some of you, it's not, hey, Chris, I don't know if I can travel to Cancun for a vacation, but I know I could get in my car and I could drive to Montana and, the, and, and go see the big open sky space. And the reality is they're both beautiful. And what I experienced in Kenya was that these people had this contentment and acceptance 
for where they were at. The fourth thing is stuff. Now, while in Kenya, we had a chance to go visit a school. We were doing, we, we, were, we, were, um, we were spreading gifts everywhere we went. We went to an orphanage and helped build a dormitory. I, you wouldn't believe how these kids live. We got to deliver them food and electricity and doing all these things. We went to the school, though, and we had finished delivering textbooks and all of these gifts, and then they came to present us with their gift. I was so humbled. They brought me a soccer ball. Now, ironically, we, we gave them a soccer ball, but they gave us one too. But this was made out of plastic bags and plastic twine. And it was beautiful. And I, and I have this in my room. And as I look at it, I remember the words as they gifted it to me. To our entire group, they gave this ball and they said, when we lack the resources for what we want, we allow creativity to make up the difference. In other words, they didn't have the ability to buy a soccer ball, these 200 students at this school. But you know what they were able to do? They used their creativity to make up the difference. In other words, they found a way to have what they wanted. And this is going to be the point that I want to come back to. I want you to be thinking. How do you actually step into a place when manifesting of knowing what you want and yet feeling mentally as if you've achieved it? And I think part of what can tap into that is the gratitude of what we already got. The gratitude of what we already have. Here's the, fifth, here's the fifth one, cash. Right now, in, in the Masai Mara, if you are considered a, an average citizen, you have 30 cows. Well, that's their currency. They got cash. You didn't believe what they would do for a $1 U.S. tip. That was so much money to them. That was, a, that was 100 shillings, right? That could buy several meals. And yet, whether you have $1 or whether you have $100,000 or whether you have a million dollars, do you know what we all share in common? We all got something. And here's the beautiful thing about money. We're all priceless because that's the, that's the state of our souls. And whether you have a lot or whether you have a little, here's what we know. You have enough. And do you know how I know that? Because you're on the call with me. You're here. Somehow you had sufficient resource to get here in this present moment, the only moment that exists, and we're sharing it together, and you're alive. Right? There's been sufficient money in your life. And then the last one, philanthropy. And I, I was thinking about the widow's mite when I was in Jerusalem, had a chance to buy one of these tiny little um, coins, 2,000-year-old coin. And the widow, this wasn't just a parable. This was an actual story that says that when she cast enough her penury of her two widow's mites, that she actually gave everything. Well, she had something to give. And I know that in life, I've often waited to withhold philanthropy until I felt like it could be a big enough gift or a, a meaningful enough gift. But here's the reality. We can all be philanthropists today. There's a way today to be a philanthropist. In fact, at home, I know the phones are muted, but just say it. I'm a philanthropist. I'm a philanthropist. Right? Because you have the ability to do it today, even if you're amongst the poorest of poor. There's a way to serve. There's a way to give in a way that is meaningful. Now, these six things that you and I, we put on our vision boards, these six things we write about in our life visions, these six things that we want to see more of, this is what I want to share with you. The mantra of the ego is more. The mantra says more, more, more. And you can never get enough of what you don't need because what you don't need can never satisfy. In other words, the shinier the object will not bring you closer to fulfillment. 
um, because it's this it's the dog chasing the tail you'll never quite catch it it's always going to be elusive it's always going to be out of reach and yet Believe me, I'm a proponent of actually attracting the abundance of the world and your upgrade and you getting more. But I know that a secret of stepping into more is to be at peace with what you have. And this is what I would write down. The step to having more, the secret to having more, is to be content with what you have right now. And think about that. And here's why. When manifesting and you know what you want and it hasn't shown up yet, you get to live with it first where? In the mind. So you get to taste it, experience it, touch it, smell it. Your imagination is so vivid that you cannot tell the difference between reality and, and what isn't. A, a good classic case in point that, that my uh, mentor Ed Hoyt tells me is, is dreaming. You wake up from a dream and how many of you have thought once you awoken, whoa my gosh, I thought that was so real. The subconscious mind can't tell the difference. So you get to live with what you want as if it's happened. Now, how do you do that? I think a big key to that, and what I want to share with you today, is to look at what you do have and know this. You have what you need for this moment because that's what you have. It's already present. There's nothing wrong with desiring the next upgrade or wanting more unless you step into the counterfeit that says, I won't be enough until I have it or I won't be happy until I have it. The secret is, earlier I had you write a scale of one to five. Where are you at with your health? Where are you at with your connections? Where are you at with money? And with money that we've been talking about, maybe you put yourself as a two out of five, and maybe a three out of five, maybe a four out of five, but this is what I want to tell you. You have the ability right now to be a five out of five regardless of your financial circumstance. How? If you don't have your next upgrade on what you want, how can you be at that five out of five? Because it's a choice to be in gratitude and acceptance for what you do have, to mentally hold a space for what you're creating, and to be truly content in the moment. This is what was so overwhelming to me. I thought when I went to an orphanage that I would see little black babies crying for mommies that they didn't know. In fact, this orphanage that came about, I asked, how did this come about? It's been here for 20 years. They said, well, a bunch of had banded together, and they weren't meeting their needs, so they started raiding and stealing and taking. And this became such an irritation of the government that the government was going to kill them. And um, in Africa, I don't know why, but most of them just don't know how to swim. Maybe it's the fear of crocodiles in the water, I don't know. But um, when the government pressed upon them and the children stayed on the shore, the parents were pushed into the river, and because they didn't know how to swim, most of them drowned. And it left you know, 30 of these sweet little African kids, homeless. And a sweet woman, I won't tell you the whole story, but she basically took them in when she didn't have the resource. Or rather, I should say, she opened up her home to them. And typical African home, they had all 34 children sleeping on three double beds. Now just for imagine, try to, try to imagine the size of a double bed, see three of them, and imagine 34 kids that range from being one years old up to 12, all sharing three beds. And um, this orphanage hadn't really received much by the way of donation. And for me, it was really moving. You and I, we pulled our limitless resources together. We raised $25,000. And when we went to Africa, we were able to make many meaningful donations and, and service projects. Here at the orphanage, we were able to build a dormitory and we were able to give them 17 mattresses so that it would only be two children per mattress. 
We built them all bunk beds. They've been sharing, all 34 children have been sharing three chairs. We built um, chairs for all of them. They've been sharing three textbooks. We got them all textbooks. Their clothes are worn and ratted out. And we were able to give them all new clothes, hygiene, food, beans and rice for the next several months. We were able to bring in electricity, help to build this dormitory for their new mattresses, their new, their new sleeping arrangement. And when I was there, I was wondering, are these kids going to be crying for their parents? No, you know what? These kids were okay. They didn't know the difference between what and what they didn't have there. There was a contentment. There was a peace about them that said this is the way it is. And, and it wasn't different for me with the adults that I met. There was no sob story. There was sadness from their lack. Um, instead, there was this gratitude. Everywhere we went, we were, created, we were greeted with songs and dance of their culture. And it was to realize that in America, there's nothing wrong with wanting to create a better life. In fact, anywhere in the world, there's nothing wrong with creating a better life. However, if we're creating from a space of discontentment because our lack creates unhappiness or inside there's, we feel like something is missing, you'll never be able to feel that until you simply choose to. Your health, listen, if you're fat, you can mentally step into a place of five out of five and find gratitude for the body you got today. And if you're fighting on the brink of divorce with your spouse, you can step into a five out of five and step into unconditional love. You don't need to wait for your spouse to choose to make things better for you to also choose in. That's, that all starts with you. Everything that you want starts, it's available inside of you. We all have these basic needs. We all want a home, a vehicle, a way to travel. We'd like some stuff and some cash and some philanthropy. philanthropy. And I'm telling you right now that you are capable today you already have these six things, and it's okay to want the next level as long as you get to find a beautiful space of peace and contentment and deep, deep gratitude for where you're at today because that's a secret. That acceptance and gratitude is a secret to stepping into your next upgrade. I'm inviting us today, before I turn the call over to Stephen, um, and I do want to take some comments and get some thoughts from people. Um, I want to invite you to go on a little journey with me right now. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And we're going to allow you to f experience the fullness of the beautiful paradox of what you want versus where you're at. As your eyes are closed and you're breathing in deeply and you think about the home that you maybe want to manifest and the one that you have, I'm going to invite you to hold space for two things. Deep acceptance and gratitude for the shelter you have, as well as excitement and joy for the upgrade that you're manifesting. And I'm going to invite you to hold space for both of these things. It's to successfully live in this paradox of I embrace and accept and feel grateful for what I have, and I'm living with the new upgrade as if it has come about. Number two, vehicle. Is there a vehicle that you'd like to, that you feel like might more fully represent you or empower you or allow you more options and opportunities? Whatever your vehicle is today, if it's a bike, if it's your feet, if it's a car, if it's an old beater. Man, I, I remember my old 1980 whatever Justy Subaru that I did not fit in and I had to turn my head sideways to drive this sweet, sweet, sweet car. And you know what? For whatever you got today, can you step into a space of love and acceptance and peace? And even gratitude, oh my gosh, I've got, a, 
I've got a thing that gets me from here to there, even if it's just my feet or the, the bus pass or, or maybe it's a luxurious car. Whatever it is, instead of judging what's better than the other, just to be at contentment and acceptance for what it is while holding space for what you want as if it has already come about. And you can do the same for travel and stuff and cash and philanthropy. You've got it all. You, you, it's not tomorrow. It's not on the horizon. It's not, it hasn't shown up yet. If it's here present in the mind, balance it out with the fact that you already have these things in your life. I'm inviting us to step outside of any discontentment. Um, I'm inviting us to step out of, of, of any feeling of scarcity or lack or anything that says, you know, when I do get that next level, I'll prove that I'm powerful or I'll, I'll prove that I can have it or I, I knew that I always could. And to just fully, fully accept and embrace, I love my life as it is right now. And I want to invite you to just say these words. I love my life as it is right now. I love the home that I live in. I love the way I get around. I love the travel I've been able to do. Yes, you have been traveling. I love the, I, I love the philanthropy that I'm capable of in this moment based on where I'm at. I love the money that I have in the bank account, whether it's a penny. And if you don't have one of those, just go look between the couch cushions. And just step into full gratitude that you are really manifesting everything you need. Or whether there's a million dollars sitting in the bank. Does it really matter if your needs are met? I believe we all have a purpose. And I believe that we have a right to the abundance um, and to use it for God's purposes. I believe that we have a right to use it for an expression of um, sharing our gifts. And that we have a, a right to use that for, for bettering people and bettering our families and bettering society. And for imagine, realize that we can step out of this judgment that more is not better or less. And that to have less doesn't mean that you need more to feel complete, that that completeness is available to you right now. So those were, those were just a few of the takeaways that I got from, um, from this amazing, beautiful trip to Africa. And, you know, it'll hold a special place in my heart. And I want you to know something. We're going back next year. And if it resonates, you may want to come back. Uh, we're going to do regular fundraising uh, activities, and, and we'll probably bring a group of 25 people out there again. And that may really call to you. And if it does, know that there's a way that you can start saving and making contributions in a number of different ways right now, um, even small things. You know, maybe, maybe you cut hair and you can trade someone's haircut and donate a half hour of your time to take that $20 and set aside in a jar for, for someone else's needs. And you wouldn't believe how far $20 goes in Africa. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's amazing. And so, you know, brothers and sisters here, brothers and sisters there, you know, we're all in this life together. And uh, I, I hope that you can feel the heart and spirit of this message and make a choice for yourself. A choice that says, wow, as I step into my next upgrade, as I step mentally and operate from a space of, of seeing and living with what I want as if it's already manifested, that I really get to balance that against an incredible energy of acceptance and joy for where I currently am at and to realize that obviously I must have everything I need because I'm here. Awesome. Chris, um, you know, there's one thing that came to mind as, as you and I were talking, and uh, you and I both have a really great friend, Kevin Clayson, who talks a lot about this concept of gratitude and 
And, uh, you know, for anyone that, you know, would like a how-to guide of, of how to even acquire this gratitude in your life, um, he talks a lot about it in his book, Flip the Gratitude Switch. But he, 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 there's a quote that he often quotes, and I wanted to, I wanted to read this because it's from an individual who's a, a mentor to me, a man by the name of Dieter F. Uchtdorf. And it says, it is easy to be grateful for things when life seems to be going our way. But what, but what, when life, or, but what then of those times when what we wish for seems to be far out of reach? Could I suggest that we see gratitude as a disposition, a way of life that stands independent of our current situation? In other words, I'm suggesting that instead of being thankful for things, we, we focus on being thankful in our circumstances, whatever they may be. And I, I just, I mean, what you were saying was exactly that. And uh, that experience in Africa, I, I believe, was just tremendous. And I think we can all feel here on the line the importance of feeling that gratitude now, feeling, feeling thankful for where we are in our business, in our lives, with our relationships. Um, that's the feeling that fuels passion. That's the feeling that gets us to where we want to go. And that's not about being... Uh, complacent. There's a difference between being grateful for where you are and being complacent. And I think uh, you you described that really well. So really appreciate that, Chris. So um, I'm I'm really going to take this and, and not uh, really jump off into a different realm or anything. But we've been talking about this whole time about financial freedom and how do we gain financial freedom and what do we do. I want to take these concepts now and I want to put them into practice. I want to help us understand how we do this. And Steve, I just got to say this. Um, I love the fact that any person on this planet can step into the mindset of abundance and no matter where they're at, can truly be fulfilled. I believe that we're all capable of fulfilling our, our highest and best purposes. And, you know, our purposes are all different. I might monetize my purpose as a painter and maybe I make 50000 a year and maybe I monetize myself as a, you know, um, as a singer and I make $2 million a year. And it's so easy to say, well, $2 million is bigger than 50000 by 40 times. And yet on a total different wavelength, it's not. It's just a beautiful expression of what we receive for where we're at. And, and with that being said, I, I want to share this. Be financially free. We have something in this country I swear others do not. Others live in a highly socialistic world. Others are often really incapacitated by lack of opportunities, government support, or lack of capitalism. We have something that makes this country very special. We are a leader in the world. We, we lead in innovation. We lead in creation. And that's a part of how we express our role. There's no mistake of you being an American in this country. And there is a highest and best way for all the freedoms and circumstance you find yourself in to express yourself. And for me, it honors me to be financially free because it allows my, 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 my personal purpose to express itself to the fullest. You can do that too. And I believe that when we do step into a higher space of financial independence, it just means that we've been solving more world problems the way Gerald always says. And it means that we can actually be of greater service in the world. And so there's a way, you know, right now what I love about financial freedom is it means that instead of doing philanthropy on a little basis, it means that we get to do it on a bigger basis. And so get really clear with what you want to create and think of the good you can do the more free you become, enjoying it every single step of the way. Awesome. So I want to continue the conversation of how to implement this and, and what are the to-dos? What do we actually do on a daily basis to implement and utilize these messages every single day in our lives to bring more people to this message, to hear more, to increase our financial empowerment? And, and really, I want to ask this question, how do I use Limitless 
to financially empower myself? I want you to ask yourself that question for just a second. What are the key things that I need to be able to use Limitless and what we're building here, this whole movement, to empower myself financially? And there's a couple things that I wanted to speak to. Uh, several of you are aware, are aware that last week we had a phone call uh, Monday at noon where we started out. Uh, we had a, just, it was a special call. We talked uh, specifically about inviting and, and how do we make those connections with individuals. Well, I want to take this, and I, I got some feedback from different individuals. Several of you reached out and said, I, I want to learn about some specific things. And so I'm going to take that feedback, and we're going to go and dive into it today. And we're going to take a little bit at a time every week, and we're going to talk more about how you can do different things uh, to empower yourself financially, utilizing the Limitless conversation. And um, I want to talk about Limitless preview events, first of all. Right now, you know that we have a lot of different events going on. We've got our, our Limitless Breakthrough event, our Limitless uh, Wealth Intensive, our Limitless Health Intensive, uh, Limitless Mentor Academy, all these wonderful events um, that really focus in uh, on a different type of individual or a different type of need that they may have. And I love the different focus of these different events because it really allows someone who um, you know, may not know that they need breakthrough or may not understand the conversation of personal development, well, they can come in and, and experience the wealth side or they can come in and experience the health side or maybe they've got a message and they can learn how to better uh, proliferate that message. But I want to talk about a different type of event. And this is also different than our Limitless Regionals that are happening right now, which, by the way, um, we've had two very successful Limitless Regionals already, and we know we have, we have several that are in the works that are being planned. Uh, we're really excited for what's happening there. And a little bit later on in the call, I'm going, to bring on, uh, I'm going to bring on Susie and Blake and have them talk about their experience with their Limitless Regional event that just happened this past weekend. Um, but, but I want to talk about a Limitless Preview event because these are events that can happen anytime. Um, these are events that are, are a lot less involved, I'll say. In other words, they're, they're, these aren't one or one and a half or two-day events. These are just uh, usually an evening, you know, maybe an hour to hour and a half type of preview event. And I want to talk about the, the power of this type of an event. Um, this is where the rubber meets the road. I mean, this is where we can get really personal with a very – uh, intimate group of individuals. And these are events that we've done for years. Um, and we've called them different things, and they've looked a little bit different. You know, sometimes we call them in-home meetings, or you've heard Tupperware parties for different companies. This is a similar type of concept, but in the limitless space can be so much more powerful. So I want to talk about what this looks like. First of all, how do you get people there? You need to invite people to your limitless preview event. And this is something that you can pick a, a weekday evening, and um, you can take that weekday evening and say, hey, I want to invite someone to come over for dinner. Maybe you invite two or three or four different people. You invite them to come over to dinner at your home if you'd like to hold a dinner, or just to, just to come and, uh, and to share in what you're experiencing right now. So whether you have a dinner or not isn't really important. What, what is important is that in this hour, you get very specific and vulnerable as to what your experience is. I want to be clear here. This isn't a time to go into the details of the event. This isn't the time where you want to break down the different processes that we do. Uh, you don't want to talk about you know, uh, you know, the, the different keynotes that are spoken of necessarily. That's not the time for that kind of a conversation yet. Um, they'll actually get that entire conversation when they come to Limitless, when they come to the national event. So we don't want to go into there, into all those different details and burst that curiosity bubble. See, this curiosity bubble is actually a really important part of any type of sale. And I'm not just talking about getting money from somebody. I'm talking about 
If you want to help them see your viewpoint, if you give them too much information, our minds are programmed to say, oh, I've got enough. I don't need any more. I'm ready to make my own decision. And that decision may or may not be for their best interest. As a matter of fact, most individuals are programmed to make decisions that will keep them at their smallness, keep them in their smallness, rather than help them to achieve the greatness that they can. So we want to avoid that whole conversation. We want to avoid them choosing out of an event that could literally change the trajectory of their life. We want to avoid the conversation or giving them too much information that will allow them to think that they've got enough to choose out. So part of that process is not giving them all those details, but helping them feel the weight, the, uh, the amazing experience that, that you had, and part of that is sharing and getting vulnerable. Now, we talk about this a lot here at Limitless. We talk about getting vulnerable and what that means. But I want you to think for a second. Everyone just take a moment to be calm right now, and whether you're driving, if you're driving, keep your eyes open, but if you're not, just close your eyes for a second, and I want you to think, what has been the most powerful experience for me so far here with Limitless. And I want you just to think about it for a moment. What has been the most powerful experience for you so far in Limitless? How did you feel in that experience? I want you to imagine right now the emotions that you felt, the powerful emotions that coursed through your body. I want you to think about those emotions and what that did for you Physically, I mean, you, you had most likely a physical reaction to something that you were experiencing on a mental, spiritual, or emotional plane, but your body reacted. What was that reaction? What was that feeling? Okay, what did you feel there? And that's the feeling that you want to describe. Those emotions, those feelings are really what people want to know about. They don't care about the details. No one really cares about all the little nuances and ins and outs and aspects and every word that someone spoke at this certain event. They want to know how you felt. And then from that feeling, what have you done to begin that change? What have you done to start the process for yourself, to start doing things differently? How has that actually affected your life? This is one of the most important parts of an in-home meeting. This is honestly one of the most important parts of any interaction. Anytime that you're going to invite somebody to anything, you want to share and get vulnerable. And that vulnerability is so important because that's when the person that you're speaking to has an opportunity to feel the message. Let me be clear. People make decisions not based on details or information. They make decisions based on how they feel and that emotion. No matter who they are. And, and I mean, I mean, you look through the different personality types that we talk about here at Limitless. We talk about the warrior and the healer and the oracle and the visionary. And no matter who you are, even the oracles will make their decision based on an emotion. They'll make their decision based on feeling. Now, they may want to see more details later. They, might, they may want to experience more details. They may want to get some proof and, and get some more evidence. But the truth is, and this is my experience that I've seen over and over and over again, no matter what their personality type is, they're going to make that decision based on emotion, based on feeling that feeling that you felt. And the only way that they can feel that feeling that you felt is to feel it themselves. And the only way that that's going to happen is if you are willing to get vulnerable, if you are willing to share. And so you share, you get vulnerable, 
And then the next part of this is that you ask questions. Ask them what that means to them. Ask them how they feel. Ask them what they're looking to accomplish. Ask them, ask them the feeling that they're looking to create in their lives. Because for most people, although we want these six same things, although we all want the, you know, the house and the car and the travel and the philanthropy and the cash reserves, and we, like, we all want these different things, what we really want from those things are specific feelings. And so that's where we need to connect. So you ask them the questions that, that will help them to connect your story to where they currently are right now and to where they want to be. As you're out there inviting, as you're holding these limitless preview events, which is really nothing more than, than you getting out and talking about your experience that you've had at Limitless and helping people understand that they can have an experience, a very similar type of thing, then as you share and you get vulnerable, then you ask the questions, you connect, you, make, you connect the dots for them. You help them see that because of the experience that you have had, because of the things that you have felt, they can feel and experience the exact same things. Ask them about where they are in their life. Ask them about what it is that they want to create. Ask them about their deepest and, and largest goals, their dreams. Let them get into it. Tell, show that interest. And as they then explain to you, as they get out there, they're getting now vulnerable because you've given them permission to get vulnerable. They will take that lead. They'll take your lead. And they'll say, wow, so-and-so, you know, you've been vulnerable. Stephen, you've been vulnerable, so now I'm willing to be vulnerable. Chris, you've been vulnerable, so now I'm willing to get vulnerable for a moment because I've, I, I see that there's a safe space created here where we can share, where I can talk about things that I don't normally talk about. As an American people, we put up so many walls because we're so afraid to share because no one is sharing. That when someone does, when someone steps out and does something bold and gets vulnerable, it's recognized. And it may not be lauded, you know, you may not be getting an award for getting vulnerable, but what will happen is people will begin to follow. This is where true leadership comes into play because people are seeing that you're willing to step out different, you're willing to share. And so they will. As you ask those questions, as you draw out of them what it is that are their deepest feelings and emotions and, and the things that they want to accomplish, the things that they want to achieve, you'll, they'll tell you. They'll tell you everything that they want. And in that conversation, we get to, to then determine, is there something that we have here for them that could fill that gap or fill the void or provide a service for them? Is there something that we have that can give them what it is that they're looking for? Is there an event, whether it's the Limitless Breakthrough event or the Health and Wealth Intensive or the Mentor Academy or even just the tribe? Is there something here that we can provide that will fill a gap for them, that will provide them or fill a need that they're looking for? So you ask those questions. You ask them. Get specific. What is it that you want to accomplish? What's your biggest dream that you let go of that you want to grasp hold of again? Do you want to improve your relationships? Is your health where you want it to be? Do you have a message? Do you have experiences that you've had over the last, you know, however many years that they've been alive? Do you have experiences that, that have helped you that you can share, that you could get on a stage with, that could bless other people's lives as well? And once you get into those questions and you ask these questions, they're going to open up and they're going to share because you already set the stage. And as they share and they explain where they are, then you get to connect the value of what you, it is that we have 
with the needs that they have. Once individuals understand that they've got a need and we have a potential solution, that it's not just about a sale, but it's about helping them find solutions. And by the way, we have so many different solutions available. We have so many different events and on purpose because we can fill the need of so many different people from so many different angles. So you explain the value. And once, once you've gotten vulnerable now, they've gotten vulnerable, and you're explaining the value to them, you have an opportunity to invite them to the next step. This is a crucial part in any, in any event, but I'm, I'm talking again specifically right now about these limitless preview events. So if you're going to invite people to your home and put on your own limitless preview event, you'll have an opportunity to invite them to the next step. And that, is, that looks like truly opening your mouth and just helping them understand what the next step could be for them. As you determine that there's something here that could be a potential really good fit for them, then this is your, your moment and your chance to open up with full sincerity, with full emotion and passion, and invite them to come to whatever event fits for them. Invite them to come to Limitless. And it looks a little bit like this. Thank you so much for sharing with me. Uh, your goals, your dreams, your visions, whatever it is that they just shared with you, it sounds amazing. And I believe fully, based on what I've experienced when I attended Limitless recently, that that's something that could be of benefit for you. I believe, and whoever you're talking to, I believe, my friend, that this is something that would change your life. And I would love to have you come. I would love to be there with you. Is that something that you can come to? It's this day and this day. Will you come? Yes, I'll be there. Fantastic. It's only a $100 investment. These events typically cost, I mean, their, their value is well over. I mean, they put a value on it for $500, but honestly, it's worth thousands. I would have paid thousands, but they've discounted those tickets to $100. Do you want to put that on a visa or do you want to use your MasterCard for that? How would you like to pay for that? Be bold in your when you are when you're to that point where you have shared and they have shared and you recognize that what we have can fill a need. Then don't be apologetic, don't beat around the bush. Just let them know that it can truly change their lives and invite them. Give them a solid invite. Give them an opportunity to say yes. Assume that they want it, not that they don't. In in that assumption, do it with love and with a proper intention. This isn't about agenda. Okay, this is about proper intention. And as you do so, as you invite them, there will be individuals that will say no, and then there will be individuals that will say yes, who will recognize, who will feel it, it will connect with them, it will re- the, the message will resonate, and they will want to go forward. But they will only do that if they are asked and if you invite them appropriately. So we've only got a few minutes left here, and this is such a powerful conversation. I mean, this, this conversation of inviting, but even specifically how we can utilize a preview event like this in our home to get people to come, get people to, to, to come and experience what we've already experienced. But I want to talk about some of our results from this past week. And I know that I've got Blake and Susie here on the line. And, and Susie, if, you will, um, if you'll hit star six and unmute yourself, uh, I'd love to go ahead and bring you on. Um, Susie, you had to reach. Thank you, Susie. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I want to just talk. You had a, an amazing group helping out with your regional. So many people that, that chose in, and, and you had a great group that showed up and participated in your day-and-a-half event. And, and can you talk about kind of just how it went, uh, the, the feeling that was there, and also about some of the results that you had? 
um, there is, I, I come with such humility and gratitude to my team. I could not believe the people that just showed up. I mean, I, I mean Tracy and Blake and I, I, I came with a vision. And when we had Laurie and Anthony and just everybody step in, Anna and, and Sam and, and, and Megan and Mo and, and just outstanding. And I know I can't get everybody names, but I cannot tell you, we had a good 20 people on our team working consistently and building because the energy was so phenomenal. Um, we created a mentality um, that, was, that was based in uh, an attitude of gratitude and a heart full of servitude. And because of that, I believe we had, you know, just such a, the room was full. We had an amazing energy. And the people that were meant to be there were be there, were, were there. And actually, it was a very quite successful event. We did have um, invite some new people to join MentorMaker as well as Inner Circle. And, and it was, I, I, the lives being blessed are just phenomenal. And I, I cannot say enough about the team and my, my gratitude for, for what we were able to do and the lives we were able to touch. Steven? Uh -oh. Thank you so thank you so much. I was I was on mute there for a second. I'm just talking to myself. Um, but I, you know, I just wanted to say thank you for the commitment that you put into it. Uh, you Blake and, and Tracy were kind of leading this whole event, and it just uh, I was you know able to participate uh, for a couple of brief moments. And I'll tell you, there was a great feeling in the room. Uh, very professionally done. Uh, they had a great, wonderful experience, as noted by those who have committed to some of our higher-level programs. I mean, the, the, the event was a true success, and I want to thank you and your team for stepping up as you did and, uh, and creating just a phenomenal experience for those that were in the room. Um, oh, Steven, so thank you. You were a huge part of it, by the way. So please know, when you say you just came in here or there, no. You started off the event, and the energy, the tone was set by you. So I cannot be even more grateful for what you did. And please know, guys, when we talk about our leaders stepping up, we're not talking about just the leaders in the field. Our corporate team is there for us too. And, Stephen, you are absolutely outstanding, and I could not be more grateful to have you as the head of it all for us. Well, I really do appreciate that. It was a, it was a pleasure and a joy to be there. So um, just a couple things, everyone. We're wrapping up the call. Um, we want you to have a tremendous week. Limitless is coming up here at the end of the month. Uh, if you're not staffing with us or if you, haven't, if, if you have a desire to but you haven't reached out, please reach out to us. Let us know. Bring people to this uh, October's event. It's going to be unbelievable. This October, uh, Limitless is going to be unlike any other. It's going to be amazing. I mean, it's going to have a lot of the similarities in that it's going to be amazing, and obviously we're not changing the whole thing, but we are introducing some wonderful new processes. Um, you're going to hear from some new people on stage. It's, it's going to be just tremendous. Take advantage of the promotion. Bring people there. Staff with us. Get paid a little bit of extra cash. Increase that prosperity and financial outlook for yourself. And, uh, you know, let's, let's just blow the, the doors off the hinges here or however that's said. <laughs> um, but uh, so be inviting people. We've got so many other amazing events. Check the corporate calendar. Look at what events will work for those people that you bring to the table and, and invite appropriately. And, and let us know how we can do, what we can do to help you as well. Uh, I'm so grateful for all that you're doing. It's just tremendous. Thank you for being part of this movement and for bringing so many people to this. It's, uh, it's, it's humbling. 
And I just want to say thank you for all that you're doing. And with that, everyone, I want to go ahead and unmute the lines right now. All right, so we have the lines on mute. Everyone, if you would like to come up to me, say, I am the one, two, three. 